Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, April 26, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have SCOTUS hearing a seized home tax case, PricewaterhouseCooper investing in AI, the Sixth Circuit says the ATF can't regulate bump stocks, the EU says Microsoft can't buy Activision, maybe, and Column Wednesday, wherein I straight up demand that Madison Square Garden start paying property tax. Please, let's relax and antitrust the process with today's legal news. The U.S. Supreme Court will consider whether Hennepin County's seizure of a woman's Minneapolis condo over unpaid taxes contravened her constitutional rights. Geraldine Tyler had moved out of her home to a senior community when she ran up a tax bill of around $15,000. The county sold the property for $40,000 but refused to give Tyler the surplus. She argues that the action amounts to a Fifth Amendment taking without just compensation or an excessive fine under the Eighth Amendment. Supporters of Tyler have filed 25 amicus briefs supporting her argument. If the county loses, it could have implications for small business and lending. PricewaterhouseCooper, one of the big four accounting firms, will invest $1 billion over the next three years to expand the use of AI by its tax accountants, auditors, and consultants. PricewaterhouseCooper will partner with Microsoft to provide its 65,000 employees with the AI tools to reduce busy work, improve quality of outcomes, and shorten their workday. Somehow I don't think it will actually shorten anyone's workday. Anyway, PricewaterhouseCooper already uses Microsoft's Azure OpenAI service for clients in the healthcare, insurance, and aviation industries. The firm plans to use AI across all its business lines, including tax and audit, to speed up the process of sifting through financial data and to assist in spotting anomalies or outliers. Additionally, AI tools could help accountants and advisors to write first drafts of position papers and memos. The $1 billion investment is an attempt to stay ahead of competitors such as KPMG, which recently announced incorporating AI technology into its global audit platform through a collaboration with MindBridge Analytics, Inc. The $69 billion takeover of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft has been blocked by the UK antitrust watchdog, the Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA. The CMA said that its concerns could not be solved by remedies such as the sale of blockbuster title Call of Duty or other solutions involving promises to permit rivals to offer the game on their platforms. Microsoft has said that it will appeal the decision. The CMA's conclusions come before decisions from the European Union and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, which is waiting for a hearing in the summer. The deal would have been one of the 30 biggest acquisitions of all time. If it is eventually blocked, Microsoft could be on the hook for a breakup fee of up to $3 billion. Activision shares tumbled more than 10% in pre-market trading, while Microsoft rose 7.4%. The CMA took the view that the merger could result in higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation for UK gamers. Microsoft had been fighting the regulatory battle in the UK and Europe with full-page advertisements in British newspapers and press conferences in Brussels to try to influence settlement on the deal. Look here, we have my column Tuesday on a column Wednesday. Better a day late than a dollar short, am I right? Speaking of dollar short, Madison Square Garden in Manhattan has not paid property taxes since 1982, which is a cause for concern given the immense public funds invested in the facility. The tax exemption stems from a deal made with former Mayor Ed Koch to prevent teams from fleeing to New Jersey. The total tax expenditure for the exemption is over $875 million, with an ongoing annual cost of $43 million, according to the Independent Budget Office. Taxing the arena, like other neighboring businesses, would fund New York City's electric vehicle charging station initiatives in about four years. And one year's property tax revenue would fully fund the city's program to improve criminal case processing. However, teams that receive tax breaks frequently threaten to leave cities for better deals elsewhere, which makes cities reluctant to hold them accountable. 
While these venues purportedly provide benefits like job creation, studies show that they may be net fiscal negatives for surrounding communities. The future of ensuring that venues pay their fair share lies in national initiatives such as the No Tax Subsidies for Stadiums Act of 2022, which aimed to eliminate tax exemption status for bonds used to finance sports stadiums. In this, our last story, we have a content warning for references to violence and weapons. If you don't want to hear the story, we get it, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. The Sixth Circuit has ruled that bump stocks, a device that can be attached to a semi-automatic rifle to make it function like a machine gun, cannot be regulated by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives under the Gun Control Act. The opinion was based on the rule of lenity, a criminal law doctrine that construes ambiguous statutes in favor of the defendant. The court noted that the ATF didn't adopt a rule treating bump stocks as a machine gun part that could be regulated until after the deadly shooting in Las Vegas in 2018, where the shooter used a rifle with a bump stock to kill 58 people. The shooter used a rifle with a bump stock to kill 58 people. The ruling creates a circuit split, with the 10th and D.C. circuits saying that bump stocks can be regulated while the 5th circuit disagrees. Although courts generally defer to an agency's interpretation of a law they enforce, the court said that the deference wasn't appropriate here. The court therefore applied the rule of lenity, which says criminal statutes must be construed strictly. Judge John K. Bush concurred in the judgment but said that it's up to Congress, not the ATF, to change the law. Whatever, the whole thing's disgusting. With that, thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on Mastodon on the ESQ.social instance. I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, in listening to what your minimum competence says, first reflect upon that which your minimum competence does not say. <laughs> <laughs>